Welcome to episode seven of the Talking Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Life Coach Lindsay, and today we are learning from another Lindsay of The Fitness Project. Listen in as she shares how she helps her clients love the fitness journey while showing them how to take care of their minds along with their bodies using self-care. And today I also have another Lindsay and she's the head coach over at The Fitness Project. And they don't just focus on developing the body. It's really about building an active and healthy lifestyle. And Lindsay has actually lost 40 pounds and she also found her way into bodybuilding where from there she made a shift into focusing on all aspects of having a healthy lifestyle and not just improving her physique. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Oh my gosh, love this so much. Thank you for having me. It's super fun already. I am loving the whole vibe of this group and everything that you're doing here. So yeah. it's, it's definitely fun. As far as like me, where I've kind of been, it's in my eyes, it feels like I've been across the board, but realistically, it's really just been in the wellness space. Like it's just been across different facets of the wellness space. So like you said, originally I was just trying to lose weight, just trying to feel comfortable in my body. Like everyone is right. We all just want to be comfortable, confident, not have to think about the clothes we're wearing. And that was like the end game. Right. Yeah. So going from that and then just starting to I've always been somebody who loves to connect and meet people and give where I can give value where I can and um, once I lost the weight everybody wanted to know what I did so I was like happy to tell them like, yeah <laughs> you're just gonna do this and do that and then yeah. this is the thing I tried and that and it's just like dumping all this info on people right? which isn't isn't helpful so at one point I just I remember being at in our um college gym my fiance and I we both were we were at close colleges but he was like Linz everybody's asking you for advice but nobody's taking your advice you gotta start you gotta have a business you gotta start like giving people like a service and he was like why don't you just start training people That's and awesome. I was like I was like hmm <laughs> I have never trained somebody I'm actually studying engineering right now but you know what sure mm -hmm. <laughs> why not so that's really where the whole business started for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That was uh, really fun, right? Like just getting to see people start to get excited about what they were doing and be proud of themselves and see their body change and start to feel more empowered. So it was a uh, it was very organic from that point, and I just decided to take it online and move across the country and start just expanding and learning about this whole industry of yeah. fitness and online coaching. And um, it was before anybody else I really knew was doing it aside from my fiance. So we just kind of learned as we went. And now we're partnered in our business, the fitness project together. So yeah, uh, you kind of you hit it on the head too. As far as what we do, I know we're we're really focused on the mind body connection, like yeah when it comes to living a, a healthy lifestyle, not just being who you are, it's all about behavior change and habit change, which Absolutely. sometimes isn't sexy, right? But <laughs> Right, it's not. But <laughs> it's the little things, but it's what makes it so doable and it, it's what makes you feel the most empowered. Yeah. 
it's great to white knuckle your way there and feel like determined and disciplined mm-hmm. and you can absolutely be that but it's not an elevator it's a staircase you know, right. just go from zero to disciplined you have to really walk your way there so yeah i like how about that I like the way you say that, how it's a staircase and not an elevator. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are really trying to look for those hacks or tricks. You know, like I think marketing, we call them tricks, but really like they're tools that mm-hmm. you have to put in your tool belt and use when you don't want to use them. Because most people think it's just like on the easy days, right? Mm-hmm. So I like how you, I like how you say that. So. What do you believe, what role do you believe self-care plays for you and why? It's, it's my jam, quite honestly, because I mean, I, I went through the whole phase of like, go, 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 do it all, push hard, hustle hard, lose the weight, crush it in the gym, like wake up at 5 a.m. and crush the two-hour gym sessions. I still love getting up and getting after it, but if you don't take care of yourself, and you burn out and you start to resent the things that you once loved. So whether that is with business or with fitness, you have to incorporate self-care into that. And that's in my eyes, yes, taking care of your body is self-care, right? Like, yes, absolutely. But whenever I think of self-care, I think of the stillness side of things. I like that. Being able to sit with yourself, being able to journal, being able to read, being able to rejuvenate when you've had a lot going on. Um, I see self-care as a direct means to rejuvenate yourself. Yeah, that's good. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but when it comes to like how, how that, how self-care plays into that, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's essential. It's a, you can't do one without the other in my eyes. Right. So would you consider that self-care is an essential role in your life? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's something I, if I don't do it, I know it immediately. Like I even last, last night is an example. I'm going to post about this today, but Mm -hmm. I put up on my story at like seven 30 because I had just worked, I had worked, I had sat like sat in meetings constant for, I think it was 12, 12, 12 and a half hours. Like, yeah, just go, go, go. It was seven 30. I got on my story and I was like, even though I, I'm like tired right now, I'm going to go hit my 30 minute workout. Like that's going to be my time for me. It's going to be great. And then I got off of there and my, my fiance, he was like, he really like needed me. Like he needed me. He needed yeah. my like dialogue with me. And he needed, he was like, I, I really just like, we need to go for a walk. I feel like I just, I just need to talk about things. Yeah. And uh, before I knew it, it was nine 30. And I was like, like uh, I was like, I feel drained. I feel pissed off. I feel like angry at my like at myself but also just like I didn't get to take care of me today I didn't get to like I poured out all day today and so the first thing the very first thing I did today was like all right what do I need what do I need got up early enough to meditate to go for a walk to work out to do all my favorite things and I felt like a brand new person and I was like there you go (laughs) you're good you're fine that was all I needed (laughs) Yeah, I, I like how you say, right, because you're taking care of, you mentioned your fiance, and you said that he really needed you, right, which I feel from your role, you really were like, okay, I know I need to do this, and you really, you came for him. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, you still acknowledge that you were a little 
I wouldn't say maybe overwhelmed, just like drained, right? Energetically, because you give yourself and you give and you give and you give, but then you don't give back to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important that even though at the end of the day, you still didn't get to it at yourself, you made that conscious decision that says that's for what I'm doing first thing in the morning, which I still think that conscious decision is still a form of self-care because you're saying to yourself, that's it. I don't want to feel like this first thing in the morning when I wake up, this is what I'm taking care of. So mm -hmm. I like that you say that. Uh, it's the commitment. Yeah, I think it's, it's very different from just pushing the can or kicking the can down the road, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. Like, it's just a totally different energy behind it. One is like, right. I have cut off all of their options in my mind. I have decided, I have committed that yes. tomorrow is me time, like two hours in the morning or an hour in the morning, whatever that is. It's like, yeah, the decision has been made. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, would you say that commitment is what you believe makes one successful at practicing self-care every day? Oh man, that's a great question. I think it's, yes. I'm gonna say the short answer is yes, because I think discipline has a bad rap. It's truly, it truly is like anything that you do daily, any practice or principle that you live by is a discipline, right? But when it comes to the practice of self-care, it's called a practice for a reason, right? The same way you practice meditation, you practice mindfulness, you practice any of these habits that we want to instill because some days you're going to be committed to it like I was yesterday. Like yeah. committed. I was like, I'm going to get this workout in. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. I can't wait. Like, but it just didn't, it didn't come to fruition. It didn't happen. So it's like the commitment to the whole practice itself is understanding that it's, it is a practice and it's not going to be perfect every day. And there is not really any such thing as perfect. It's very fluid. Yeah. Um, but if you're committed to taking care of yourself and you're committed to, I wrote down in my journal today, it's like, I think that we all benefit from seeing ourselves as constantly evolving and a being that we have to learn more and more about as like we don't that. know ourselves as well as we think we do. Mm -hmm. And there's always more and there's always more to learn Yeah, as we go. So I think being committed to the overall practice of taking care of yourself and holding yourself to that standard of like, I take care of me. Yes, I may be a giver, but I'm not somebody who lives in a state of being drained because that's not acceptable. Right. Like whatever. I, resonates. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think as women. When I, especially women, because we're, we're givers and we just give and we give and we give and we give to the point that we are drained. And then we don't want to give anymore. And you said it earlier, you mentioned it earlier that you become resentful for mm -hmm. the things that you love. And that like, it really hit it for me because I had a career. I, ha I was there for 10 years. I ran a payments firm. Like I was big cheese mm. and I resented it. The last three years were like hell for me. And I couldn't, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to get to work. And I was like, I was taking it out on everybody. And mm -hmm. I really loved it. I mean, I still do. Like I still, there's still people that call me and ask me questions. And I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to help because I genuinely loved it. Mm -hmm. But I can't do it anymore. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I reached that point. And I think it's really important that you really take that step and acknowledge that you can't over drain yourself. You have to fill your cup if you want to fill somebody else's. 
Do you think that that would have been different if you had been taking care of yourself or do you think you still would have hit that point? Um, that's a really good question. I don't know because mm -hmm. there was a number of things that um, was going on, not just me being drained. Um, and I now I believe had those things been addressed from a professional standpoint because there's I think there's you know that your your personal life that comes into work and then there's just like professional ethically this is what how you run business had those things been addressed because it, it all plays right it's just oh what a way we weave and it all kind of comes into each other um and if those things may have been addressed maybe yeah. I don't know though <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, yeah. I was just curious. Brent, my fiance asked me that same question about engineering the other day. It's like, if that last internship that gave you a bad taste in your mouth didn't happen, I was like, honestly, I'd probably still be there. Like, because yeah. I did love it, same way as you. But yeah. it was like, it opened up a new door, obviously, for you and for me. Uh -huh. So everything like, works. <laughs> almost to the point like it was meant to happen. Yeah. Like, I was meant to. I saw this quote the other day. Um, that says that maybe those people in your past weren't meant to have the healed version of you. Mm. And I was like, wow. That's a good one. Interesting. I was like, okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'll marinate on that one. That's yeah, all right. I'm like, hmm. Because <laughs> if you, I mean, even from a year ago, me, I'm not the same person. Yeah. So. Yesterday. Yeah, right? Like, I'm always improving. I think that's just one thing I love to do, which is why I love to share it with other people because I just, it's so important for me. It's like, okay, here, I want to share it with you. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so what would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to practicing self-care? I, I love answering this question because I think that it, I understand that it, I don't have kids yet. I don't have a lot of stuff on my plate. So I like to be able to say where I'm at and then also give the caveat of my example last night was probably every mom I work with. Like every mom I work with is like, oh, I will get to it this evening. Like I will do it. And then it's like, like falls apart. Um, yeah. I would say that my biggest challenge with that is I get in, I love routine. I love it so much. I love to have certainty. I love to know what I'm doing. I love time management for that reason. It just gives me this great sense of grounding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will, I will link onto a habit or um, a particular tool and then not even realize that it's not serving me anymore <laughs> until I'm like, I'm meditating every day and I'm still tired. Like I'm still drained. I'm still anxious or whatever. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> for me and I was even reflecting on that this morning. It's like, yeah, okay, right. I was like the something around the the tools. Oh, as you develop greater self awareness, you'll start seeing that there is um, something new that you can focus on to give you an anchor. Like, and there's yeah. the anchor is always changing, like the container, if you will. Like, yes. if, if I want to be fully connected to myself, operating at my best, like that's always the end outcome of self care, right? It's like that you are functioning at your best at all right. times. Right. And the container that you use or the tool that you use to achieve that outcome or get back to that mm -hmm. is constantly changing. Like there, there's hundreds, countless different ways that you can get back to that center and reground and anchor. Um, but I think that myself and then 
perhaps other people too mm-hmm. struggle when they've tried something for a long time and they love it and then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore or like you end up having different like like life circumstances and either you can't commit to it anymore or just doesn't quite frankly just doesn't give you the same right feeling it used to and then being like ah like throw it all out the window it's like <laughs> i'm done with this <laughs> i'm done like and then you don't have anything else so it's like yeah. I'm always going to work out, but working out doesn't give me that rejuvenation that I need. Like, and it used to, but if I was thinking that that was going to give me what I needed, I would be drained like every day because energetically I need other things now. Yeah. So does that make sense? It does. It does. It's like uh, the law of familiarity. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Do something so much and so often you're, you're sick of it. Like, it's just too familiar to you. Like, if you were to eat your favorite meal for every meal for the same day, probably, honestly, for me, it would only take, like, a month. Actually, it would probably take less time than that for me to get sick of it. And you wouldn't want to eat it anymore because you're so familiar. You're so used to it. I think humans love, you know, options. Like, um, you know, the spice of life is what I like to call it. Like, they like variety. You know, people, I was... It's funny because I was reading these um, psychology facts and humans like more options than they can possibly process. We like it. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. That's <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. It's the, it's the, the, it's the dopamine effect. It's the, mm-hmm. the molecule of more, if you're familiar <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, you just said you nailed that on the head. That is like everything, everything people struggle with when it comes to habit change and lifestyle change is that they think that they can just do this one thing forever. And then they're just going to be fit and healthy and they're going to be lean and strong and they're never going to have to touch it again because they're just going to do this, eat this way, do this exercise. And it's like, and then they're bored. And it's like, yeah, of course you're bored. Like do something else. You got to mix it up. Yes. yes, you can find your favorites, but it's yes. like if you keep that sense of openness, if you keep yes. that curiosity of like, what could I like? Do I want to try yoga? Do I want to try like powerlifting, Pilates? Like, right. You can have your base, but then you got to add some some freedom and some variety to it. So yes, yeah, I love that. I love yes, I like it. So, what would you say is the main reason you got started in the self care wellness industry? Oh. So I will answer that not as like how I started coaching since I just answered that question. But um, with regard to because I definitely made a switch, like like you said, I was I was a bodybuilder, like I was hardcore Um, all in three hours a day at the gym. That was like that was my time. So, yeah, when I made the shift was really when when I left bodybuilding because I didn't I they are not synonymous like they can be. So I'll, I'll retract that statement. But I reached a point where I recognized that bodybuilding was not healthy. And like everybody could would see me like on stage and be like, oh yeah, she's the image of fitness and health, but I was not healthy. Like I was anxious, tired, cold, like exhausted. Um, and I just learned that though, I just learned to live with those things, but that doesn't mean they were good for me. So I was normal I had, at that point. Yeah, it was normal. I was living yeah. in it for like three years and it was just like, yeah, and my hair is thin that's just my hair instead of yeah. seeing that it was directly tied to what i was doing right um so when i left i recognized because i hadn't had my period in three and a half four years wow like i'm in my early 20s this is probably not normal 
Um, right. So, I, <laughs> so that was, that was all I, it was this like little wake like, up call. Yes. But at the same time, it was a little bug in my ear because nobody yeah. was like, you should fix that because in that wow. industry, nobody says that. Cause it's, it, it's happening to everybody. It's normal. Exactly. But for me, I was like, okay, there's something about this that's off. I know I want to yeah. have kids someday. I know I can't have my kids if I don't have a period. So right. I like just, in my head, I was just like, okay, I'm done bodybuilding. Like, yeah, as quickly as it came, I was like, I'm done. Like, yeah. not important anymore. And right. I was like, I just need to get healthy. And all I knew was that stress on the body mm-hmm. caused you to lose your period. And I didn't think of psychological stress or emotional stress. I didn't think of any of that because I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm not stressed. Like, this is just, yeah. I'm, I'm a, like a high performer. I'm not stressed. And um, so funny how we do that. <laughs> It's just, we're, we're creatures of adaptation. So if we can adapt, we're like, yes, I'm good. Great. I'm Um, fine. It's fine. We're all fine. Exactly. And when I went on that, when I started down that path, I realized that I didn't even, I like couldn't sit still. Like I didn't feel like, I didn't feel connected to myself. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel anything. Like I didn't have any emotions. And I was just like, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I don't know how to de-stress. Like, it just felt so disconnected. So it was really weird. So I, I, that was when I started, I would say started making that pivot and I started getting deeper into journaling and meditation and just starting to test things and breath work and um, just practice. And then, and slowly over time, I started to find deeper dives right like it's a never-ending journey but right i started to dive deeper and uncover like more things that i was like feeling anxious about that i just didn't recognize or blocked out and yeah um, just started to find more and more tools so i would say that's really what got me started it was a good catalyst right a good yeah and then just kept going and uh found some things that needed to be worked through so yeah that's where it came into play yeah, sorry about the sirens. If you hear those, I have my oh. house open. It's so nice out. <laughs> it's okay. We can forgive. <laughs> it's pretty quiet, actually. So okay, good. good, good. So, what would you say is the biggest problem that you see your clients facing today? Mm, with self care specifically or in the wellness? I mean, kind of both, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it, it correlates. Mm-hmm. So, zooming out, I work with mostly high-level professionals, mm-hmm. business owners, women who they're dedicated and they want to get after it, but they just feel like they're so at their bandwidth right now that the idea of like losing 30 pounds or like making it all work and without sacrificing time with their family or sacrificing opportunities in their career, it's like, it feels like a big daunting task. Yeah. So when they come to me, they're like, can you just pull all the pieces together and make this really easy for me to do? Cause I'll do it. I just can't, I don't want to think about it. Like it's too much. It's too overwhelming. So I just come in and like, baby, I like it like this week, all we're focusing on is this, yeah. all you're doing this week is this and just make it really uh, bite-sized for them. Yeah. Like easy, so, making it easy. Easy. Yes. As, as little effort time sacrifice as possible. Right. Like that's the the goal with something like that, especially if it's like a life change, like where you really want it to be permanent, like it right. it has to be fed to you in small bites and you just have to be able to execute, get the benefit and then keep going. <laughs> so um, self-care is part of that, right? Because those, those women in those positions, like they have a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot and it's over, it's overwhelming. So you have to be in your peak state. 
You have to be able to be poised, to be sharp, to make quick decisions. And so self-care is that that container, if you will, Mm -hmm. that allows them to train their mind, but also rejuvenate when they need it because it's both. Like if you just live in a world where you're drained and rejuvenating, like you're just on a roller coaster. Right. Exactly. The end game is you want to be able to, yes, rejuvenate, but you also want to go into this like self-practice, self-care time to train your mind to be able to handle that pressure, to be able to handle yourself with poise. So I'd say the biggest challenge is just, just prioritizing themselves and being okay with the fact that they need that space. Like being okay with the fact that like, yes, you need that space. Like you are not, you are not at your best. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We're all there. It happens to all of us. (laughs) And and you're overwhelmed. Yeah, of course you are. You're running like a $10 million company. Right. That's a lot. So it's like, you are Wonder Woman and you're awesome, but like you need that space. And so I think it's just very easy to say, okay, I I really, I'm stretched for time. So what needs to go first? Me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I don't affect anybody else. So if I need some extra time to finish a project, of course, it's going to come out of my pocket. Right. My time for myself isn't as important. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy. So I think that that's the biggest challenge that is usually hit. Yeah. And I think that we're, I mean, with what I usually do with my clients is I'm just their guardrails, right? Like, yeah, as a coach, you know, it's just like, all right, of course, you're really overwhelmed. You haven't taken care of yourself in a week. So like, guardrail, back in. <laughs> <You're Yeah. covered. laughs> so, Stay right here. <laughs> and I think that self-analysis time is the key to mm-hmm. overcoming that, right? Like even just me writing in that, my journal this morning, it was like, ah, right. yes. Okay. Clarity. No, sense. <laughs> yes. So if you give yourself that space, you can overcome that because it's just keeping yourself from falling into the cycle. And like, it's been a month and you haven't like meditated and you haven't worked out. It's like, whoa, let's never get there. Maybe only a couple days and then bring it back in. So building that habit is something that I really like to help those women do too. It's like, you have to have your anchors. Would you say that the best way to overcome that for them is to just have their anchor and focus on one thing at a time when you get to that point? Which point? Where you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. You. I think that it at first it's definitely a discovery phase of like, what will that anchor be? Is it working out? Yeah. Is it going for a walk? Is it journaling? Is it meditating? Like, what's that one thing right now in this season yeah. that will always pull you back? And like, especially when you're at that, because when you get to that point where you're overwhelmed, you're anxious, or you're having like, you're getting towards the mode of like panic, like, or where you're shutting down. Mm-hmm. It's like, at that point, you need to have a default that's extremely positive and powerful. Yeah. So if you have that default and you know, oh, my mind is going here. I don't have the capacity to like problem solve and find something new and like create a workout like or whatever. It's like, you have to know, okay, I get on my Peloton or like, Yep. Okay. There's the cue. There's the red flag. Go for a walk. Right. Or pause, take 10 deep breaths. Like if you have those like little jabs that you can like just hook real quick and use, then you're golden. And then you can go back and train yourself the next day to handle it better. And like, you can do the work, but definitely in those moments, like overcoming that, at least for myself is like, you do have to have a positive default that you can trust. Yes. 
pull you back and like be your anchor, pull you back down to center. Yeah, like that one thing. You just need that one thing that when you have that hard point, like, okay, I can always revert back to that. Yes, exactly. It's powerful because it's easy. Right? Yes. As long as you make it easy, I will say. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think sometimes people tend to overcomplicate the self-care. Like, for example, um, I'll say, you know, women who are in high-powered positions and do have a lot of work on their plate, they are at home, it's 9.30 at night, and they think that, oh, as long as I just finish this project, this is going to take care of it for me. Mm. That's not self-care. Focusing on your work is not self-care, right? So it's like when you get to that point and you want to say, okay, well, if I just get this done, I'm going to feel better and I know I'll feel okay. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's the tough, that's a really tough one. Cause it's true. It's like, it's the, it's the perpetual game of I'll finish this and get ahead for tomorrow. Yes. Thinking that you're taking care of yourself when in reality, no, you're focusing on the business or someone else's business. You're focusing on something for someone else, not something truly for yourself. Yeah. But when it's your business, it feels like it's for yourself. right? It does. It yeah. does. Even though it's really not, you got to shut your brain off. It's that knowing you have to stop thinking. And I think, you know, especially women have 11 tabs open, right? Like your internet browser. So it's hard to shut all the tabs. You want to at Uh least keep one open. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. I might need it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so true. I think, yeah, when when it comes to that stuff, it's also like, know thyself, right? Like know thyself. If you, I mean, especially if you're somebody who's you know, like, and I'll use my fiance and I's mm-hmm. juxtapositions, right? Because I know that if I am up, like, even if I have to sacrifice a little bit of, a little bit of sleep to be up at like five, like yeah. I will always have a great day. Like almost always, right? Like it just sets me up for success. Right. So right. I know that if I were to push off my work and push off my work and push off my work, like even I could tell myself all, all evening that that's going to make me feel better, but I know that that's going to impact my morning. Whereas my fiance, on the other hand, like, he knows that he works the best at night. He's the most creative at night. If he does have to finish a few tasks, he's like, yep, absolutely. Like, because it really does make him, it's set, that sets him up for a good day tomorrow, but he's also not needing to wake up at 4.30 yeah. necessarily. Like, right. so it's, it's just know thyself, understand. And there's, there's a lot to that, but um, yeah, that's all self-care too, right? Is self-awareness, knowing what you actually need. So. <laughs> it's your multifaceted self. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Love it. So what would you say is the worst advice that either you've gotten or one of your clients has been given? There is, uh, it's, I, I, it's so hard because I, I saw this question and I was like, the immediate answer that came to my mind was like, just do it. Uh, but there, there is, it's it, because when it comes to, when it comes to certain habits that are for yourself, Mm-hmm. just do it rarely is the thing that you need to say to yourself True. to get yourself to do it right it's not like oh tracking your finances just just freaking do it like just get it done or yeah. or even like oh, even a workout like just go get it done or like, like the dishes. <laughs> dishes just get it done it's like it's like you, it's really more of a kind gentle process of asking yourself what do i need because it's that same, like, just do it is like, here's the box, put yourself in it and just do it. Yeah, without figure it out. 
without actually measuring the results or asking questions. And it's like, when it, it, it really depends on your end outcome. Cause if you already know your end outcome you are certain and you're super self-aware, you know, like exactly what you need today to get done, to feel your best, mm-hmm. then yeah, okay, just do it. But for most people, not in that position, right? Yeah. Like, which is most, <laughs> right? And I mean, I can tell myself, just do it, just get your meditation done. But it's like, if I don't need to meditate, like if I don't want to meditate, I, that's not going to help. Not going to help me. Yeah, so, that's listening to like your body, like listening to your needs. Yeah, and I think it just doesn't. When you are, like you said, when you are like that high performer, like you do want to be disciplined and you want to be determined and you do want to just do it. Yeah. But if you're not doing it, if you're not showing up for yourself, if like putting that pressure on yourself to do it is probably not going to make you do it. Mm-hmm. So ask a different question, like position it differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so important. Ooh, that's so important. Ask a different question because I think mm-hmm. we tend to ask ourselves really poor questions. Like, why didn't I do that today? Yes. Why is a terrible question. Almost always, unless you're in a therapy situation. <laughs> right? It's the truth. Like, I wonder why that happened. Yes. Kind of. That's a, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Change the why. I always, I whenever, like, I'm, again, Brian always reminds me of this. He's like, the quality of your questions determines the quality of your outcome always. So true. Quality of the answer. Mm-hmm. So it's like whenever I get caught in that mode where I'm like, well, why is this so hard? Oh my God. It's like, that's a terrible question. Right. Cause you're going to answer it and you're yes. not going to like the answer. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just going to make it feel like you're trapped. Right. Like it's, it's a quick, a quick way to make yourself feel trapped. Like, why am I not losing weight? Why is this so hard? Why this, why that? It's like, what can I do to improve my results? Ooh, I what like can I do to make this easier? Yeah. Much, much better questions. Yeah. Right. So important. That is so important. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Without you, I wouldn't be here doing this. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you. So if you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button to make sure you get the notifications every Tuesday when a new episode comes out. So until next week, bye.